she's over here mouthing wake up to me. Because you were like... <laughs> I, was, I was just going to make a comment that it's only Tuesday and it feels like Friday to me. I am really beat for some reason. I don't know why. Because it's not like I had a like a crazy late weekend and no rest. I mean, it was a little different than normal because of Fanex. Fanex is exhausting. So we'll we'll get to that. Well, in just we a only second. got to go to three quarters of it. So we'll get to that in just a second. Um, and you should chew before you start talking <laughs> or finish chewing. I'm just saying, I had a hard time understanding you. But this is the new Utah podcast. See, that's better. I understood that. <laughs> I got this new phone case there, and I'm still getting used to it because it hides my buttons. Does it protect your phone, though? Yes, it has an Iron Man on it. I like that. That's kind of cool. What so the hell is well, the thing in the center? That's how I That's how I turn the phone on. It's oh. my fingerprint identification. Oh, I see what they did there. So uh, this is the new Utah podcast. Um, not the Think Tuesday is a Friday podcast, like I would lead you to believe out of the gate. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Chris. Uh, Jess has the new Iron Man phone case. Bree likes to talk on mic. And uh, Jeremy is... Everybody talks on mic. With popcorn in with, her mouth. You yes, didn't finish that, that sentence. That. I told you I'm tired. And, and then Jeremy's <laughs> the guy that's just laughing over there. Because it's funny. Um, so episode 152. Yeah, 152. Four episodes away from three years. Are we doing anything fun for three years? Uh, podcasting, I'm, I'm sure. Aside from that, I'm getting Brie Crystal and you. What was the what was the Yeah, something like that. Oh yeah, I don't remember. That was, <laughs> that was like we discussed that like four episodes ago or something. That's way back. Maybe in way we back should machine. have fancy food. Um, maybe. What day is that? A Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are fucking assholes. <laughs> Four weeks, right? Uh, <laughs> so let's see. It's probably 14th, around twenty first. The twenty first, I guess. Um, I think te- technically it could be the twenty eighth because I think we started on the twenty sixth. It depends on how you look well, at it. Yeah. By the date, or if you go by the number of. I go yes. by the episode count because we never missed a week. There you go. We we took longer to put them out the first couple times, but we never missed them. That's our episode where we, we have an interview that episode. Okay. <laughs> we have interviews most episodes, truthfully. Not this one. Nope, nope, not this one. Uh, it happens sometimes. Uh, uh, we're pretty awesome, but sometimes things happen and people well, get busy. Well, our person's and, already rescheduled, so. Yeah, so um, that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about some fun and exciting Utah stuff. Uh, let's start with uh, Fanex. Um, yeah, how'd it go, guys? Jess, what were your impressions? It was so slow. It was like the, even other Fanex events have never been this slow. Like you could walk through the crowds. <laughs> yeah, there were no crowds. Like, I mean, that's that's the best way yeah. that I could put it. I wanted to, I, I was curious what your feel of it was. So Friday, I didn't expect tons and tons of people out of the gate Friday because it's a Friday. It's a two-day event. You could definitely tell when work was out, though, like in the middle of the day but or see, people I, leaving. I couldn't. That was the thing that was weird I to didn't me. tell that. I and all of the good panels were on Friday. There was like nothing on Saturday. I disagree with that statement. I actually did not go to a lot of panels Friday. We walked the hall quite a bit. Um, we didn't go to the Warwick Davis or the the, oh, the, John, so the John Cleese panel. John Cleese might be the best panel I've ever been to. 
even over Michael Rooker. <laughs> that that's tough because I've been to some really fun panels. It was, and he dropped the f bomb five times, which is a new record. Tom Felton busted out a guitar and started singing in his panel. Well, Billy Boyd did that his too. He sang Britney Spears. <laughs> I don't know who that is. He sings his own songs. You do. I have no idea. <laughs> you do because he complimented your shirt. So I took a picture with him. Someone took a picture of um, me with him. Um, what? What's? Yeah, we went to. Yeah, we went to those two: John Cleese and Warwick Davis. Who knew? I didn't even. I didn't know Warwick Davis was British. I also didn't know he was in Labyrinth. <laughs> his name's Warwick. It doesn't matter. That's a British name. That is not. But have you ever met so, an American was, named Warwick? He was so lovely. So. I, we were talking to James on uh, Saturday morning. We saw him before the, the event started. And he was like, I didn't realize how young Warwick actually is. Yeah, he was 11 when he was in Star Wars. Yeah. He was 17 when he was in Willow. Which is pretty young. I mean, Willow's old, but it's not that old. So he had on his table, because I went and had him sign something for me since I missed John Cleese by like moments, because uh, he had to leave early for a family emergency. Um, he had a picture of uh, Carrie Fisher holding him, and it, and he actually told the story about how she would bring him like cookies and milk to like keep him happy during filming. It was it was a really oh, cool that's story. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I was like, if I didn't already have something to sign, that would be cool to have. So I had fun, um, but yeah, like five o'clock, five thirty on Friday, I was expecting to see an influx of people, and it just never, never really happened. I mean, it slowly mm-hmm. grew throughout the day, but. By like the the that that time like five thirty six you expect it to be like shoulder to shoulder and it just wasn't yeah and then Saturday morning like Saturday mornings have always been when they do the three day events Friday and Saturday mornings but in particular Saturday it's a madhouse like right before they open up the right floor out. yeah it's insanity it is like elbow to elbow there's a ton of people and this was like people just chilling tons of space it was they great. opened like they opened like one door to get into the vendor hall for the vip and gold people and like it was just a calm casual walk in mm-hmm. like it wasn't craziness and they opened it late so it was much smaller and i mm-hmm. i think it was because of the talent this time so it's interesting um that you say that because to me so zachary levi is like you want to talk about a huge get. It's a, a blockbuster movie that's out two weeks ago. Clark Gregg. Clark Gregg, who's, who's been huge lately. Who's He's opening Coulson. a movie in two yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, these are big gets. And not just not just the lead of Shazam, but also the two kids that were in Shazam were there, right? Like, right. both those kids mm-hmm. were there. Uh, and just not a, uh, not a huge turnout. And I, I think, this is my opinion, I think doing two shows has finally caught up with them. That was what I was. I wonder. Ask, well, and I was wondering if the lawsuit is causing trepidation as well, because four million dollars is a lot of money, and I know that it's still on hold um, in the tenth district. But I don't think it's causing trepidation with fans. No, 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 no. With them, with booking talent and uh, having the funds to bring. I'm sure. I'm sure it's it's causing questions, and and some stars are probably having difficulty agreeing. But they also only made a two day event. Mm-hmm. They booked much less of the Salt Palace, which was the smart decision on their part because they wouldn't have been able to fill. It would have has been. been two da- has been two days before, though, mm-hmm. like in the beginning, right? The spring one usually is smaller. Yeah. But I thought it was always three days, like two and a half usually. I don't know, but uh, it was definitely not very big. Yeah. Um, but the, but all of, all my favorite artists were there. Well, <laughs> like some, all, all the cool people were there. And some of the stuff they did, like the they had this arcade, 
but it was like way back by the celebrity photo ops and uh, the 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 celebrity row where all the signings were. Which, by the way, I love it when they put those fucking things way away from everything else. Yeah. It's so nice for walking the floor when you don't have to deal with them. But they they put it behind doors that didn't open and close, so you could just open them, but you couldn't come back in from them. And so you had to like walk around this weird That's way. The main floor is too. It drives me bonkers. By the celebrity photo op area. Yeah, but the main floor has tons of gates and stuff to come in. This doesn't. So it was just that. Like that, there's doors with no handles. You know that that uh, that that east side entrance mm-hmm. over there is that east or north northeast like mm-hmm. that corner. That's where it was and where they've had the arcade before. So like no one was over there because there was like. Well, they've usually had it like up on the. They've also had it up on the walkway there at yeah. the top over the in the the overlook thing, but like no one was up there. No one was no one was there, and I think that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Also, the panels were not great. They were like, terrible. The actual panels, not just the the ballroom stuff, because I think the ballroom stuff's the ballroom. Like it's always okay, but the actual panels, like in the rooms, lacking. Severely lacking. They need to refresh their brains. Yeah, like uh, some of some of the stuff was very like overplayed. Like one of the best panels was the three D printing panel, but even that wasn't great. Like it was for people that talked instead of like at a basic level of concepts and like this is where you can go to get into stuff. They were talking about in depth stuff, and that is not what the panel said it was. Um, so I always miss most of my panels because I get stuck on the floor. Yeah, see, I try not to do that. So, but we we were we're much more there at seven o'clock at night. Well, we had a plan to go walk the floor again. Yeah, and we're much pickier about panels now. We've kind of learned like which panelists are really good mm-hmm. to 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 watch. So, like Craig Nibo is is one of our favorites. And um, what's the tall attorney's name? Yeah, and what's the other tall? Who's Craig Nibo's? He's one of the attorneys oh. uh, that usually does those things. Who's the tall attorney? The pl- the deep voice guy with the mustache. I can't remember, but he's oh my also gosh, my head is blinking. He's also a, a writer. I want to say Butler is his last yes, name. Yes, David. David. No, but anyway, you're so right. It's Butler. There. There's a few of those authors that are really good. Like their panels are always fantastic. Um, but I, yeah, just not not great. The content like wasn't Deborah great. Jensen's and panels. you could actually you could actually tell in the rooms like they had. They had this um, collector panel with this like professional Beckett collector. I had that on my list, but it was at the same time as another one. It was in a humongous room, and there were like twenty people in the whole fucking room. Like it was the big panel room that it was in, and there were like twenty people in there. At two fifty A upstairs. Yeah, and there were only like twenty people. Like we went in there because we wanted to see the panel after that, which we thought was going to be huge, and it was like not even half the room. That's weird. It was the cold podcast. Yeah. So that was probably one of their bigger. There panels. were a ton of people coming in, but it was but still, it was only still like half the room. Yeah, and I think it's because there were so few people in attendance. So could be. Yeah, so I, I and I don't know if they kind of anticipated that, um, but certainly, I mean, I there were. It would be interesting to talk to some of the like I talked to some of the vendors as Saturday was concluding, like how they felt. But now that it's like wrapped up and they've done their sales, it would be interesting to see. Like how it is, com- not compared to other September events, other spring events. Yeah, I would be interesting to. I would. I be should send a to message well to Travel Cottage and see what they said. And Cece. Oh man, I bought so many. Yeah, I, salted caramel. I only chocolates. bought. Well, no, no, no. We bought licorice though. I bought licorice too. Did you try the my, the rope licorice, the old school local? Yes, it was so was, good. The raspberry. Yes, oh my yes. gosh, it might be. It might be one of my new favorites. Yeah, my cousin Lindsay and I split some during. One of our panels. I broke my no sugarness for it. 
Like it was so totally good. worth it. Um, but anyway, uh, so I overall I thought it was fun, but then um, you know, in rolls. I don't feel like they had. I don't feel like they had as many vendors either. Like there was a lot of space. No, and the other lot. thing I'll say about the vendors is, and I'm just going to interrupt really quick. If they send out a survey, actually, I should just send them an email. They had a lot of really amazing, like famous artists, comic book artists, Disney artists, and they were like shoved. Not that the other artists on Artist Alley are insignificant, but they're just like put in these tiny booths in between all of them. They need to have them in like a very specific well, like area. Well, that, like that end cap would have been great where they stuck some of those artists, those you know? Comic, yeah. That, that would have been a good place. Like freaking poor Tom Cook, man. That dude is a, amazing. Like we walked by his booth and Bree's like, who's that? Did he really draw all that shit? Because, you know, he's got He-Man and the Smurfs and every fucking Hanna-Barbera cartoon ever made. The guy is a guy that did Simpsons art was there. A guy that's done Disney, like Disney art was there. Uh, besides the regular ones, usually they're a guy that did Animaniacs yeah. art was there like they really need to like put them all in the space together I think yeah it's just not it's weird I don't know it, and the vendor vendor wise though I did see fewer bullshit vendors meaning mm-hmm. lots of junk trinkets that are the same as the next not three as many guys. pocket watches but holy fuck there's so many Funko Pops oh my gosh I got the best one ever. I can't so and the thing is I want a Shazam Nice. I I do I do enjoy pops, but I just can't buy them anymore. And like other toys, like I just can't. I know the one I bought is huge, and it sold out the day that it got released on the same day, and I couldn't believe I found it. And I like I I try to I try to not buy stuff like that because it has such a huge markup, and I'm not a big collector. So I was going to my dad has a Tim the Enchanter from Monty Python and the Holy Grail that I bought him a couple of years ago. And my cousin and I were talking about her trying to find one so that John Cleese could sign it. That thing goes for one and two hundred dollars online already. That's crazy. Yeah, I was like, Dad. He was like, Whoa. So we uh, we got a call. So we're in probably one of our favorite panels of 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 any any fan X or Comic Con event, which is the Choose Your Own Apocalypse. It's usually pretty fun. Did they do that in an actual or did they do that on the stage? No, they, no, did, that they did it in a, in a, in a, Yeah, that was the other thing that was stupid. That stage was fucking dumb. It is so loud and so noisy. They had like so a noisy. stage set up like in the middle of it and, that people were doing performances and stuff middle. on. And instead of, instead of setting up the stage so it was facing the fucking risers full of seats that people always sit at. That's a good idea. They put their own seats in front of it, like seven or eight rows of seats, just all flat seating. And they were doing... Kind of like it, a like it, like authors and stuff. It wasn't anything like it wasn't always just loud stuff. No, no. That you'd just be able. But to it was hear. like it was like the kind of stuff that they do at the main stage at like um, Wizarding Days mm-hmm. or at ha- the Halloween Expos, uh, mm-hmm. where it's it's presentations to a captive audience. Except it was too loud to fucking hear them. Like it was in a, like that day that day that we were at Halloween Expo and they had all those presentations behind us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and like it's they were like 15 minutes long and some of them were just like, go to this panel because this is what we're going to do, which is mm-hmm. fine. But it's just it was positioned really poorly, I think. Um, so it was a little a little rough to see that. Um, but did you guys hear that they're they're getting rid of those plastic bands and going to cloth ones? I did not. But I do like the plastic bands. Honestly, I think they're really nice that they they stay on. They so want to be more environmentally friendly. I didn't see any, but apparently there were some that some people had on. So yeah, I didn't see any either. I didn't see like the the Cambodians weren't there. It was really sad. I I asked info and then it occurred to me that the week before was their New Year celebration. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's there's why. no way they could have done it. Probably. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, uh, so we're in our panel. Um, it's right towards the end, and Brie gets. It was a, freaking awesome too. That panel. Brie gets a phone call, and uh, so I'm sitting there, and she's like, "What? Someone hit our fence." <laughs> And I'm like, fuck. So immediately we get up and like dart out of the room. And I feel bad darting out of the room in a panel like that. But it wasn't quiet either. She was pretty loud. But the that panel's very audience participate participative and very loud. So I don't know that it was like a huge disruption. But so we run out and she's like, What the hell happened? And she and I'm like kind of hearing from her side, like, someone hit our fence. And I'm like, she needs to go out and get pictures. Get pictures she meaning our daughter, Chantel. Yeah, who was home for the weekend for Easter, who was just hanging out in the house, probably just waking up from... I'm, it was, I'm sure it was so loud. Well, so She said that she felt the house shake. Yeah, so the best I can gather, there were two cars uh, going up 6200 South, going westbound, uh, probably way too fucking fast. Based on the amount of damage, Jeremy saw it. That's uh, pretty messed up. Like, it, it's it's... Probably 60 miles an hour would be my guess. 16-year-old kid in a truck, uh, some other lady drunk. Uh, a Ram 1500, so and not a little truck. No, a decent size and an older older Ram 1500 built, you know, fucking like a brick shit house. And uh, so she clips the truck. Um, he admits that, like, he was driving angry, like, road raging. She, I don't know, tries to pass him or whatever, clips him, spins the truck around. It takes out the big, like, neighborhood cable box that's behind the house on I the street. I saw that in the picture. Um, which has, like, a really high voltage line that runs to it. Uh, so takes that out, slams into our retaining wall. It, like, explodes uh, and, like, rolls into our yard. Luckily, that chain link fence, the grapevine, the four steel posts that are cemented into the ground between our fence and the chain link fence kept him from rolling all the way into the yard. Otherwise, I'm pretty Bounced sure... Bounced him back out onto the street. That truck would have been upside down in our backyard yep. otherwise. It would have been. Wow. Um, but so bounced him back out onto the like half sidewalk, half street. And uh, so, yeah, we we leave co- we leave the Fanex and, and drive home quickly. As yeah, we made it home can. in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we get there. Cause, and the whole time, you know, my concern is this happened a year ago. Our fence got hit. Someone drove away, and I'm like, Sean needs to go get fucking pictures of stuff. She's like, I think people called the police. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. People called the police last time, and the fucker still drove away. I need pictures of license plates. But when we got there, it was clear no one was leaving. That truck was not drivable. The car would have been, but she was totally wasted, and she was yelling at Chantel. Yeah, Sean went out there, and she's like, at first, from our yard, looking out, she's she's like making seeing what happened and everything, and the lady's like, did you see anything? And she's like... No, this is my house. She's like, damn right, you didn't fucking see anything. You're not a witness. Like, yelling at Sean. And so Sean runs around because we told her to go get pictures. So Sean runs around the block to go to the back because there's no access to the street from her backyard. So she has to run all the way around the block. Uh, The lady's still, like, fucking yelling at her. And then when the cops show up, she's, like, swinging at the cops. So they calm her down. uh, But... uh, when she's I, driving with her nine-year-old daughter. Yeah, so when we get there, the cop's like trying to do an interview with a nine-year-old daughter. And I look off in the distance. I didn't realize this was her daughter at the time, but I look off in the distance and the lady's getting sobriety checks. And I'm like, oh, you know, she's drunk. Well, <laughs> so they had the whole street, the whole side of the street blocked off because the cars were in both lanes. Cars were only getting by in the the turn lane. So I had Chris drop me off at the park down the street. And I'm running up the street and I'm yelling, 
I'm just running to my house. That's my house. That's my daughter. Because there's like police everywhere and they're all looking at me like, who is this insane woman that's like running up the street? Because by now it's like raining and snowing like randomly on and off every like five or ten minutes and I'm running up the street. (laughs) I don't know that it was snowing. It snowed. It snowed. Don't look at me like that. You had already gone back home. Okay. <laughs> what are you looking at me for? I was in a building. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we we uh, ended up missing the last half of that last day of Fanex. It was, it was so. We were running out, so we'd run, and we'd get to a group of people, and we'd weave our way through, and then we'd run, and then we'd get to a group of people, and just as we get to the checkout thing, like seven people, they're all like eating really slow all step in front of us because they'd all gone to one of the entry ones because by now like it's still at a part of the day where most of the the kiosks are set to enter and there's only one exit this is like three o'clock and i get out of my way and so chris is like just run around them so we're we just like run around them and i'm like i didn't yell like that yes you did you said just run around them you were i had no i had no patience for fucking stupid fat people that were going too slow and that's exactly what was going on in front of us. <laughs> when I say fat, and there were I'm, like seven of them. I'm talking like 400 plus pounds, like nuts. Not like because I'm fat, but I'm not that fat. Like two of me and one person fat. Yeah, they were, and and they just were walking really slow, and they just like ambled right in front of us, and we were just went. Was it Captain Sweatpants? <laughs> I was. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was not. Uh, that was not a fun Saturday, unfortunately. It turned out kind of shitty at the end. So No, and I still don't have any information on it because I wasn't one of the drivers, so I didn't get any driver exchange information, so I have to wait till the police report comes out. You got quieter and, and more angry about it as you went there. Like, I watched the waveform go to nothing. I am so irritated <laughs> by that. I feel like since they hit my fence... It doesn't matter. I should have been able to get their names and their insurance you'll get it on the police report i know but i have to wait a week for it you don't have to wait a week but yeah he said i it said it would take a week she said yeah she said it can take up to a week basically what that means is we have to do all the paperwork and figure out faults and probably work with a detective and then we'll have the report done and, and you can utilize that and they probably had a couple days off that's my guess like i'm guessing probably like wednesday or thursday we'll be able to get all that stuff so yeah but it's almost a week I'm just pissed because they couldn't find fault at the scene. So now we got a fight with two different insurance companies to get our fence fixed. It would be nice as if it was the same insurance company. Yeah, because then they just pay the whole fucking thing. And then they'll just divvy it up internally. What are the odds? But that would be cool. When I was hit on the freeway the the first time when I was hit the December before last, um, Almost everybody had the same insurance company. We, what, I can't remember what it was. Uh, I can't remember, but almost everybody had the same insurance company. So it's actually cool. Did you guys do anything else this weekend besides Fanex? Well, what did Jeremy do? Because we I, were at Fanex. I worked on the farm. <laughs> the urban homestead farm. Yep. So chickens made a new dust bath for the chickens. A what? Dust bath for the chickens. So it's an area where they can... You're doing too much for those chickens. We're trying to... They don't fucking deserve it. Yeah, true. We're, we're trying to boost egg production because we were kind of at that, well, do we let them go or do we improve the pen and hope for 
Just get more. Better. Eight. We've got a dozen. <laughs> What's, you need You've 20. got a dozen? Yeah. Well, we've, dozen. Had, we've had up to 20. And a, rooster. and a rooster. When that rooster was around, those fuckers were laying a lot of eggs. Yeah, it does make a difference. I'm just saying, you got rid of your rooster, you should have kept it. It does make a difference. So I worked on that, and then as far as my farm update, asparagus is up. We've actually started cutting asparagus. How come you haven't brought any over? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, asparagus takes a long time to grow. Yeah, it sucks to grow. Like three years. <laughs> this is about its fifth year. So, and they grow yeah. fast. So, like, it won't come up, and within two, three days, and you just go cut it. I and love regenerating just vegetables. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So you can cut. So you've got about a month, month and a half that you can keep cutting it. And it'll just keep growing, mm. and then as soon as it gets too warm, it'll just kind of stop. We had wild asparagus in my sandbox once when I was a little girl. Don't eat it. It's got cat poop. It's true. I wouldn't eat that, but. But our we didn't. Honestly, your asparagus bed looks kind of like a cat box. If I'm not, it does kind of look like a cat box. <laughs> I keep trying to fix it and improve it, but yeah, it's it's looking a little rough. Um, potatoes are up. Potatoes are probably four or five inches tall. Peas have started coming up. They're just little buds, but our, the whole bed of peas are all popping up. Uh, let's see, and then I, bees probably two weeks. I got weeds. Here, here's zucchinis coming up. One zucchini plant's popping up. I haven't big. planted anything yet. I wanted to wait to find out if I made it on the show or not. So, well, Any words yet? They're still mm-hmm. waiting. Still. Can you tell us if you knew? Probably not, yeah. I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> the contract I signed was very extensive. <laughs> so anyway, um, did you do anything else? Did you make any cakes? No, I haven't had any cakes this month. That's, that's what you said last week. You're holding strong. Is that on purpose or by mm-hmm. happenstance? No, it was on purpose. Okay. <laughs> Definitely on purpose. So. so if you guys need cakes, Jess is raring to go for me. So that face did not say you were raring to go. <laughs> well, but if she gets on the show, she could be out of commission for most of May. Yeah. A couple, two, three Oh, weeks. is it filming in May? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. There we go. What's your? I'm work? not holding my breath for making it on, but so yeah. June, she's taking reservations. That's good because it might I'm be not. like a week or more before you know, and you would just die if you held your breath <laughs> that whole time. <laughs> uh, no, I'm trying not to take very many this summer. I might take a second job. We'll see. Well, um, should we talk about some events going on besides Fanex, which is over? Let's yes. do it. Yes, we should. Um, I forgot to write down more information and get more information about this, but there's another con this weekend, um, the Wasatch, yep, which is, it's technically free. It's like they have four or five different levels of tickets, like you have one that you can get that's kind of just like a donation, um, all the way up to a VIP, which I didn't write down the price, but with that, you get like Chad Harden art, um, local uh, he did a lot of Harley Quinn stuff, Yeah, right? he's, he's been doing a lot of Harley um, Quinn He also teaches at UVU. Um, so it's at Belly Fair Mall, um, both Friday and Saturday, um, just celebrating a lot of local comic artists. Yeah, so that's kind of the difference. So Fanex has a whole bunch of big names and a bunch of people from not here. Wasatch Comic Con is really focused on comics and artists. Right. Um, Can they call it Comic Con or will they get in trouble it's too? It's Wasatch Comic Con. Uh, I mean, look, the precedent's <laughs> been set and if they can't win their appeals, no one can call their event anything Comic Con. So it would have yeah. to be Wasatch Comic Convention, which I think is what they're referring to it as actually. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a Valley Fair Mall. We can call it whatever the fuck we want. And guess right. what? Comic Con is an abbreviation for Comic, comic Convention, Convention because no one wants 
wants to fucking say convention because it's three syllables and cons one. Yeah. Right? Comic convention. Or even comic book. Doesn't convention. roll off the fucking tongue. Worse. Comic con rolls off the tongue. Yeah. California. Uh, so I know that we Fuckers. I know that we always talk about San Diego fuck faces. Whoa. I'm just I'm sorry. <laughs> go after yourself. I just well well like yeah, San Diego, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I just well, I it really though it is it is an interesting precedent, and I, I kind of hope they win some appeals. Um, we'll see where that that ends up because I I think they got a ways to go, especially they since do, that, but they have a lot of really big names behind them as well. Especially so. since that shitbag judge is like, yeah, fuck you, jury. I'm gonna find them for four million. Yeah, which is kind of bullshit, and and that's basically what the argument is. You can't do that. Like that's not. But that's that's what San Diego's goal was. Fucking put I feel the other like there's more to it that we don't know on like Brian and Dan's oh, side. Okay, look, let's be clear. <laughs> After San Diego was like, what the fuck are you doing? They took a goddamn car and rode it around the co- San Diego Comic yeah, Con. They're, they're dumbasses like, too. Like brazen, like, hey, go fuck yourself. We're the new boys and we're huge and we're going to take some of your business. That's the kind of, that's exactly what they were doing with that car. And if you think they were doing anything else, you're crazy because that's, their, that was their purpose, and I'm, I'm not saying that's the only thing, but I guarantee you that's a big, big part of it. When they drove that car down there for that for the San Diego Comic Con, it's too bad they couldn't have just done it to go network. I know they 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 could have done some good things, but also there's there is speculation that part of the the lawsuit is San Diego Comic Con, San Diego Convention Center sucks. It's way too small for how big that show is. And Las Vegas is real close. Las Vegas is a lot closer to Salt Lake. The, yeah, the, why don't they have one? Well, so that's the thing is the guys that run the San Diego Comic Convention, um, also known as San Diego Comic Con, potentially will move it to Las Vegas. That's one of the issues. Oh. Um, they're trying to get the city of San Diego to revamp the convention center and make it bigger. Um, but if they can't, they need to go somewhere that's bigger because they've, they're too big if you've ever been there. I haven't. I feel that it serves a different purpose than ours, though. I mean, it has changed over the years. Yeah, ours is totally a fan convention. Yeah. Um, Where there's just premieres and releases. Yeah. and There's just turned into more of an industry show right. and less about fandom, right. which is cool but kind of sad. So, uh, anyway, um, so there's Wasatch Comic Convention. Go yes. support those guys. This is the nerd store, and, and those guys put mm-hmm. it on over at Valley Fair. So, yeah. go support them. Um, we always talk about IFA, but I just wanted to like throw it out there that there's other awesome greenhouses in the area. IFA has a greenhouse. Uh, um, as far as like buying your vegetables and stuff like that, I buy my poop there um, for the yard. <laughs> I, I buy some stuff from, from IFA, but like, I just wanted to say like Kuahara Farms, which is on State Street and like 8500 South, and then, uh, like a Glover Nursery, places like that are yeah, also Yeah, there's some good really places. good nurseries around. Yeah. I, I will say this too about IFA. They have really fresh chicken there. <laughs> Very fresh. <laughs> They're still fluffy and yellow. No, some of them are brown. Okay, uh, <laughs> moving, chicken and <laughs> moving on to next week. Next week is really big. Um, I already talked about the Great Race, which is the big boy and the living legend steam engines that are going to be coming through town because the 150th 
uh, I don't anniversary start celebrations start next week. I don't know if I got the like when we talked about that a week or two ago initially. I don't know if I got the like the magnitude of it. It's pretty fucking big deal. Like the the one they Union Pacific actually bought it from like a like a collector or a scrapyard and reconditioned mm-hmm. it to run it. I think one of them was from like a museum because they traded yeah. them t- some other stuff for it. Like, and the big boy, I think the big boy was here two years ago. Yeah, so it's the other one that's the the bigger one. That, the living that, legend. Yeah. The 844. But a- apparently, like, like it's like hundreds of thousands of people are going to probably come yes. along the rail tracks and hopefully not only get hit because they're fucking idiots. So there's actually fences and stuff that's set up around every stop that they can't get close. Like, it specifically says that on the website. Um, just a reminder... Uh, if you want to start at the beginning on the 27th, you can start in Cheyenne. That's where they start. Well, and the reason they're coming out of Cheyenne is that's where they got refurbished and, oh, and cool. fixed. That's good to know. So is that where it's at currently? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. For finishing up all the repair yep. and the restoration. Yeah. So that's the, the 844 will start there and make its way. It'll be in Ogden on the 29th, uh, which is Sun Monday. Monday. Um, and then the big boy will start on the 4th and make its way out to be here by the 9th for yeah. the celebration. I really had no idea how If you've never big. seen them in person, it's like I, I I got that it was that like it was a special event, but it's it's like once in a lifetime type of event mm-hmm. actually. It's like when we had the total eclipse run through southern Idaho. It's that kind of event. Yeah, so go see it. If you get a chance, definitely uh, head up to Ogden. Um, probably actually even head um, to like the Echo and Morgan area because you'll be able to see them drive through. Once they're in Ogden, they're just going to be parked. I'm sure they'll turn on the seam and yeah. go up I- blow their Go up I-84 stuff, but, yeah. along that area. And but just be careful right now because the Ogden River oh, yeah, is it's flooded. <laughs> well, they, it actually flooded the tracks. I saw that and yeah. it was like, ooh, are they going to be able to run the trains Yeah, they down? said that they were able to get the water off the road, but it was really bad so um also next week um big events toward a bruta yeah i was gonna say that's that's this weekend right or just next, next weekend, weekend. uh-huh um tickets are still available for your routes and then the day after is lager palooza which if you're a home brewer it's a really great competition if you like to beer, get part of these events are worth going to. yeah um and then I know that we lost the stallions but guess what the falcons are playing again the ladies Ladies are at it. They have their second home game at Cottonwood High School on the fourth. So see, they got it go figured out because they're they're badass. They got it figured out. Playing at a high school, tickets aren't expensive. They don't have any televised games. Like they win. They're they probably don't pay the women anything. Like not well, not that, that they're not really no, no but not that they're not deserving of money. But that was my thing. Like you can't pay football players shitty wages and I ask them to play professionally in NFL rules type game. It's just not like it's not conducive to making money because you don't have the name brand recognition to to sell tickets at the price you need to for that. So And they had an amazing season last year, so go support the Falcons. They did. They went to the final, right? Yes, they did. And lost. You almost look like you're going to fall asleep on your I'm microphone right there. I'm tired. It is <laughs> a rough day. Usually Bree's a tired um, one. The rugby teams playing these days, the yes. the lady, the lady and soccer players. The monarchs the mon- are the step down from Brielle, right? Yeah, the monarchs okay. are our USL team, so that's a D two team in the U S. 
uh, the Royals. So this last weekend, I will say this since we're talking about sports and soccer, last weekend was the first weekend in um, Real Salt Lake Club history. So I say Real Salt Lake because it's the, the figurehead of the club. But Real Salt Lake, Utah Royals, and the Monarchs all won their game on nine-point weekend. weekend. Which is the first time that's ever happened. Uh, I did for see us. on the news... Uh, an MLS badge with the Real badge talking about people that they bring in every year. What? Do you think that the MLS that they would ever become an MLS team? Who? Real. Real Monarchs? No. Real Salt Lake? Yeah. We Real are an Salt MLS. Lake is oh, an they MLS are MLS? Team? Oh, yeah. I thought that they were still. No, no. Real See, Salt Lake nothing. is, a, in, they were in the second group of expansions back in 2005. Um, but the, the league did announce they're I'm going to. only 14 to th- years behind. It's okay. We've actually won a championship. Yeah, the, the league's now expanding to 30 teams. They, they Maybe announced. that's what they were talking about. And that's probably it. But another thing they were talking about, so the other big news on that front, and it's big news for a team like Real Salt Lake is, so in in the world of soccer, and I say the world because it's not like basketball where it's all in the U.S. and maybe there's a little bit of European involvement now, or football, which is all in the U.S., um, soccer is, is global, and the U.S. is a small part of that. Well, one of the things that happens in soccer is you have stuff like the RSL Academy, where professional clubs um, pay for kids to go and learn how to play soccer and eat, sleep, and breathe soccer and get really good uh, STEM educations uh, while, while pursuing soccer training. Um, and and they, they, they put them up. They give them, like, private school-style education. Like, it's a big deal. But, you know, you develop these players, and then they go sign for some other club that's not part of your system. And so that happens a lot in the U.S. because of our child labor laws. We can't put kids under contract. It's against the law here. In other countries... They can put a 10 year old kid under contract, uh, in some countries. In some countries, they, you know, that there is an age, but it's, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16. Here, you can't do that until they're 18 because of the way our child labor laws are written. So what happens is RSL, and this has happened to RSL, they train a kid up and then Manchester City goes, Hey, how would you like to, Mr. 16 year old, sign a contract for us and come train with us and finish your soccer career with us and play for our teams? Manchester City, one of the three biggest clubs in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Our kid is going to be like, nah. Yeah. So, yeah. Of course, (laughs) at 18, when I have that decision, I'm going to go make $100,000 with you. So then Real Salt Lake has spent all this money, and I just use Real as an example, spent all this money developing the kid, but uh, they get nothing in return. So in the international world of soccer, FIFA has a policy where when that happens, um, if the player uh, is is sold or loaned out, you get a portion as the academy system that trained him, you get a portion of that money. And that's not huge, but you get a portion of that transfer fee or that, that, that sale fee. Um, and then there's another fee that you can get as well, like if they sell Sounds for really like big money. Sounds like human trafficking to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, you're recouping your investment, right? So you invest literally hundreds of thousand dollars. Because it's dollars free in to kids. attend there. Like it's like seventy plus million dollar facility. Like this is no joke. What what? Like Manchester United came here and said these facilities are some of the best we've ever been in in the world. I remember that. Manchester United, the biggest club in the world. Arguably, I mean, Barcelona's pretty big, um, you know, Real Madrid, but one of the biggest clubs in the world. And their players come here and they say, wow, these are some of the best facilities we've ever been in. So that tells you the kind of facilities we have. But to recoup that investment, now U.S. soccer and MLS in particular has said we are now going to go after those dollars. And so what that means is when we have a kid like DeAndre Yedlin who goes through one of our academies, one of the MLS academies, and he gets sold off, 
the academy that brought him up now gets a huge chunk of that money, like to the tune of a hundred plus thousand dollars that they're able to invest back into the academy. So really cool, uh, big news uh, that has come out in the last week from from the league um, that will help Real Salt Lake because that's how we're investing in the team. We don't buy. Thanks for not making fun contracts. of my miseducation of why, soccer. Why would I? I don't know. It's messed up. I'm look if you. <laughs> You could talk, I don't know. You could talk down to me. Your Look, tone. If you, I don't know. If you don't know something about something I don't really give a shit about and I don't think that people should learn about, then maybe I would talk <laughs> down to you. But I want everyone to be a soccer fan, so I, I try to be nice about it. Thanks. Also, I'm not one of those kind of geeks that's just like, who's a fucking fan before you? You're fucking ruining the game. Now, if you want to come to the soccer game, come. But if you tell me to sit down in my section, I'll tell you to go fuck off. I got confetti from you. Yeah. Also, by the way, no more. I, yell, I yell at people when they don't stand up for certain things that aren't in our section. I yell at them really, really loud and tell them that they need to stand up. So anyway, some cool stuff. Um, Nick Romando may be pretty fucked up for a little while. I still haven't seen updates on his MRI, but he hurt his leg. Um, it's the last season. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it does give. Maybe it was on purpose. Some- he was like, meh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. But I think he, I, I do think too, he knows he's slowed down quite a bit. I've been saying it for two years that it's time for him to announce his retirement. So I'm glad this how is, old his is last year. How old is he? 36 or 37, maybe 38, maybe 39. <laughs> maybe 40. He's, he's, he's pretty old. He's not super old for a goalkeeper, but he's definitely slowed down and he's, he's small for a keeper. So the accomplishments that he's had with his size are, are pretty fucking un- unbelievable. So. Probably why he never went to Europe, honestly, is just his size because he's short uh, for a keeper. Um, but, uh, man, he's good. He's 39. There you go. 39 years old. So, which is really old for a pro athlete. Um, if, if any sport. Beckerman's like 37, I think. Beckerman's my age, so. I just wanted to know how old David Beckham was. He's 43. And he retired. When did he like retire? Six years ago. He only retired two years ago. Oh, no. Beckham retired a while ago. Yeah, I think he went and played he was, for... He was 38 when he retired. I think he went and played for Paris for a year before he retired, or two years before he retired. That's correct. Kyle That's Be- actually the first sentence. I'll PSG, Paris Saint-Germain. Kyle Beckerman's 37. That was right. He's he's next. I think he'll probably announce Ooh, his Graham retirement. Graham Zussi's 32. Yeah, he's he's still he's still got <gasps> some time. Wando's 36? Yeah, Wando's, Wando's an older guy. So, but that's old. Like 37 is really old for a pro athlete. If you think about soccer, like those guys are running half marathons at least every game. 13 plus miles a game is not even a, a joke for most of them. That's why keepers typically last longer. They don't put as many miles on their legs. It's a little bit less stressful for their bodies, but uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but jumping and leaping and stuff for those balls. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. And they take some punishment. Like, they get nailed in the box a lot. Like, that happened to Nick in the last game he played. So, Um, any other events, Jess? No, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll move on. Endgame opens this week. What? I said Endgame opens this week. What the hell's Endgame? The Avengers. Are you serious? Oh, Avengers Endgame. Sorry. It's all you good. Know, You're tired. It's Br- all good. Bree's like... Uh, I got my tickets for opening night. I still haven't seen on Thursday. Shazam yet. I haven't either. I, I'm i torn because I want to see Avengers opening weekend. Like I just feel like I need to this weekend. But also... I don't... 
I don't know if I want to deal with the people. So, like, if there's a good chance it's going to be, like... That is a tough call. Early Sunday morning. Like, when I went to Infinity Wars, the lady next to me had a baby with her that she, like, crawl everywhere. That was pretty annoying. Yeah, Did like, you, like, punch that baby in the face? I almost threw it down the stairs. <laughs> like, I'd rather go on Wednesday night I would have supported that decision. Yeah, or, like, a Sunday <laughs> afternoon is good, too. Yeah, because there's less, less people, more Mormons. We just wanted to go, so we... In case people start talking, we have tickets for yeah. Saturday. Afternoon. Well, and that's the whole thing. So Saturday, actually, um, we're uh, so. Well, part of Saturday, you're magicking. Uh, yeah, I might go play a, ma- a, a magic pre-release Did on Saturday. Did you just make that a verb? Magic-ing. You're magicking. No, I didn't. You but did. Saturday night, so we're doing a special I think thing. That other people have used that, or do I just say you're magicking? Just you. Oh. So, <laughs> uh, so Saturday night. So our friends John and Jody, John's mom's got. Alzheimer's like real bad um, and it's it's getting pretty rough like the home she's gone like to the close to having to be put in a home point and that's a real tough thing for them so we decided we want to take them out to do something fun them and their kids to just get them away so we're taking them to an escape room Saturday night oh fun uh, which one are you doing uh, the one downtown the one down at the gateway oh, the cool. mystery I've escape rooms good. or whatever we're doing um, Peter Pan yeah so that's fun. I've never done an escape room before, um, but I just wanted to do something for them that would just take their mind completely off of the shit at the Caring house. Caring with somebody with Alzheimer's is exhausting. Yeah, I, it's, I, I, I just can't imagine. So I'm excited to do that. I've never done it, so I'll have a report on that uh, next week for everyone. Um, but I think that'll be, that'll be fun. So that's why we can't go Saturday night. Um, but maybe Sunday. For the matinee. I think Saturday is probably sold out. It's, it's probably, probably going to be busy. worse. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, Sunday is probably sold it was, out. It wasn't even hard to get tickets on Thursday. They, <laughs> they pre-sold more tickets for that than anything mm-hmm. ever. Like, it was crazy. So, I'm it excited. Could, it could be Avatar. Maybe I'll go see Shazam instead, because I still haven't seen Shazam. Did you see I really Captain see Marvel it. already? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, we did. Okay. Oh, man. We took Sean Captain to Marvel is so good. So good. I love that movie. Well, what did you just finish watching that had Brie Larson in it? That I oh, watch. so the there's a movie on Netflix that they just put out that has Samuel L. Jackson she and Brie Larson. She directed it, you know that? It's called The Unicorn Store. I thought it was fucking fantastic. I couldn't watch it. It is odd. It is very odd. So it's like if you've ever seen, have you seen Garden State? Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. So it's on the same level of Garden State. A little less awkward because a Garden State is like one long, continuous, awkward moment. That's but, why I can't watch it. I don't like to watch people be awkward. But the Unicorn Store, totally worth watching on Netflix. It's 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 very similar in terms of style. I think that's her first directorial I liked piece. it. I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, it was interesting for sure, but it had a really good Chris couldn't good remember story. her name, and I was like, hey, look, it's Brie Larson. Captain Marvel's in the show. And he's like, is that her name? <laughs> I was get her and, and Allison Brie for a minute. I got them mixed up, even though oh, yeah. I've been watching... Brie Larson since she was a kid because she was in a show called United States of Terra. I just think that it's cool that Samuel L. Jackson and Brie Larson were in a different movie together. I'm on the second season of Twilight Zone finally. I've been rewatching. I only started in December. (laughs) I've been rewatching Charmed because it's way better than the current Charmed that's on TV. So I watched uh, Ant Man versus the Wasp with our daughter this weekend. And then Thor Ragnarok because that because he wanted a comedy. He's like, I want a comedy. I'm gonna watch Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok. for sure. It's so good. You should watch what they do in the shadows, the new TV show. What they do in the shadows. Oh, also, I started watching um, 
Trailer Park Boys, the cartoon, that oh. put out, which is fantastic because it's the same guys doing the voice work that, that are in the show, mm. but they can do outlandish shit in a cartoon, like right. go to space. <laughs> yeah. As you do. Yeah, and they can do them as little kids, like in second grade, like they can do some fun stuff in a cartoon that they couldn't do uh, otherwise. So I, it's, I, that show is so ridiculous and I love it so much. Who would have thought a like public television show on on Canadian PBS yeah. would do so well? Hello, Red Green. Fucking the Tom Green show. That stupid fucker. <laughs> he got a fucking syndicated show out of that shit. Red Green. That's all I'm saying. I don't know this Red Green you speak of. You don't? I'm going to send you some clips. Red okay. Green's fine. It's back, that was back in the 90s. <laughs> it's no Father Ted. That show's pretty good, too. Father Ted's funny. I've, I've watched them all. I've watched all of them. I haven't or Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek is Canadian love, also. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I love that yep. show. It's so good. And they make some good good shows. Bree would not like Shit's Creek. I don't like any of the shows so that you guys are talking about. <laughs> Father Ted? Have you seen any of the Father Ted's? I mean, it's fine. I like will glance at it. But it's Catholic. I, you should like it. I do not. <laughs> I don't like watching people be stupid. I see that enough in real life. I don't need to watch a show about it. That's why I won't watch The Office either. I live that shit. I don't need to actually watch it because it's not funny when you live it. You know, I, I've been watching The Office again. I started rewatching them like five some odd seasons in again. I think it's weird that Sean likes it. It's the, the whole generation watches it. They I've never it. watched the American one, only the British one. So the first season, so I watched the British one first, actually, because um, I didn't I didn't understand there was an American one. I was like, oh, everyone's talking about this show. And I'm like, this is a really fucking funny show. And then I realized there's an American version. I'm like, oh, I'm going to switch to that. The first season is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same. If If it's line for line the same, with the exception of it's an American and not British, <laughs> like not English. So not as funny. No, still just as funny. <laughs> so you you lose some of the British humor, but I mean Ricky Gervais was fucking perfect for Michael Scott. Like, what a what a great person. I work with that. an underwriter named Michael Scott. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he fucking. I didn't his catch life. that, and then I like said something to my boss, and he was like, Ugh. "I'm like, what?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he hates his life too. I'm sure he fucking gets shit all the time. Being named Michael Scott and working in an office. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get shit. You'd be like a firefighter or something. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's do a little bit of news, maybe. We'll talk about some things that have been going on. Some cool stuff. Um, should we start with the fake news? Let's start with the fake. I, who knows it's fake? It might be real. It's not fucking real. By the way, even the name of the, the site is hilarious. It's from Weekly World Report, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> the tag that they have underneath it, which unfortunately didn't print off. Let me look it up. Mysterious remains of a well found in a field in Utah. And maybe it's the whales they brought to Utah back in the 1800s. Oh, yeah. So well, a, dairy, a long time. The dairy farmer from a small town near the Great Salt Lake in Utah made an incredible discovery on his Whoa, property while he was that? looking for one of his cows that had not returned. 69-year-old Michael Woodson, first off, the name is spelled way too normal to be a Utah name, found a 12-meter-long 12, 12 humpback well laying lifeless in the middle of one of his fields, hundreds of kilometers away from its natural habitat. That not using meters and kilometers, that kind of... The Farmington City Police called on the site to investigate since the farmer thought the create... The, what is that? Cetacean, whatever. Where? Cetacean? Yeah. yeah. 
Could have been a creepy prank by Where's some neighborhood youngsters. Some neighborhood youngsters brought in a whale and put it in his field. Yeah. So Those when I youngsters. <laughs> when I read the headline, I totally thought that it was uh, it was one of the Great Salt Lake whales. Yeah, that's what I thought too. That is a real thing. Fucking yeah. actually happened. Documented thing that happened, and no one knows what happened to them. I'm sure they died, and maybe they just washed up. It would be a lot more decomposed at this point, I think. I would than think what so. This like a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> really stinky. I mean, wells do live for a we long time. We need to see if there's a Captain Dawson in the Farmington. There's breeze. not, dude. This is fake. It's from the <laughs> Weekly World News. But when whoever, well, put especially that out there, like it's great. Jeremy pointed out, using meters and kilometers gives it away. Whatever. Fucking, it's real. News a team there. of biologists from the University of Utah. If you fucking put this on Facebook, someone would believe it. Your mom would probably repost it. She would. <laughs> a team of biologists from the University of Utah has already been called on to the site to examine the body of the whale. Wow. <laughs> I don't. I just like I'm speechless. Like, <laughs> where did some youngsters get a 25 ton? They uh, carried it from the ocean. Amazon. Well, you ever been uh, Amazon? Fucking, they deliver everything. <laughs> it does not matter. They will deliver it. Amazon. <laughs> Jess starts paying attention again. <laughs> no, I'm trying to find their their tagline because it's funny. Oh, where facts don't matter. That's what it says underneath. Well, there. of course, because it's <laughs> bullshit. It was just I funny because I, I stumbled across it and uh, for for half a second, just like you, Chris, I was like, oh, is that the whales that they dumped in the lake? But th- yeah, no. Anyway. It's uh, like Sean. He sent us some article about like weird AI. Oh no, no, stuff. yeah, about how AI can't get past being liber. The AI can't get past libertarianism. <laughs> so like the AIs that was from the Onion, and it was uh, a. But see, the Onion stories like this is just like really kind of outlandish. The Onion stories are written in a way that could totally be real. That borderline on. Yeah, and so it talked about how the the development of AI, the AI always stops at and then like as soon as it gets like, far along enough it like becomes uh, it just starts quoting Ayn Rand. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was funny yeah it was a good it was a good little thing it's those stories are a little more difficult without reading out loud to uh to describe the humor in uh i want to do an update on the cr- crazy did we even talk about this the crazy fucking police chase that happened last week I don't know if we touched on it. So I was in lockdown again. Yeah. That was, I, in two weeks, I was on lockdown two times because of the trolley square and because of this one. So uh, last last week, um, what uh, April eighth? It was two weeks ago, maybe. Um, I think we just we just missed it entirely. Um, but uh, so there was a crazy police chase um, across multiple cities in Salt Lake County. Uh, and while they were chasing the dude, he was like firing into like hotel lobbies. He was firing out of the back of his vehicle. He drove by the um, the courthouse. Yeah, so it was uh, some some crazy shit. So finally, it crashed. Uh, the The truck crashed into Princess Alterations, um, basically thirty third South and State. So I actually know the family that owns that. Well, I know the the wife. I've I've never met. I don't think I've met the husband before. Um, but she is an amazing. Um, I don't know, call it a restaurant, but she makes amazing. So you Middle say her name Sadaya? Uh I I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but she is amazing. And as soon as I saw the name of the place they crashed into, I was like, oh man. So the thing is, is her husband there. So it's a it's a tailoring store. It's a an alteration store and cleaning store, I think. Um, and he was in the back. 
um, when it all Thank happened. Thank goodness. Luckily, and there was no customer. Yeah, and he time. moved, so the truck ran into the front of the building. Like, the building's destroyed. It's a total loss. Yeah. So the truck ran through the side of the building, or the front of the building, and then the video from that shootout. So basically what happened was, as he crashes the truck, there are like probably 40 some odd police officers there in very, from various jurisdictions. And there's a cell phone video. Cause there was a guy that was like right behind where it happened. And he's like, like there's cops running around he his like car with assault rifles. And he's backing up because what starts happening is every cop starts to fire. And their it wasn't weapon. 40. I think it was like, 16 or something that's that's how many cops fired their guns that's how many cops got put on administrative leave i'm saying like that's how many rushed the truck so like 16 cops just unloaded their weapons like probably over 100 from various jurisdictions and stuff but it was weird because there were a couple of like there was a cop hiding behind uh like an s small suv that was driving along the road could you imagine being in that suv and all the like the cops are using you as a shield well there are different jurisdictions because they started in Taylorsville, went to Mill Creek, and then went downtown. Downtown, and then out to South And they were Salt all chasing him. So yeah. it's various police officers from all but, the but different jurisdictions. 16 officers. So when, when an officer is involved in a shooting, they they immediately put him on administrative leave while they investigate because they it's just for the safety of the public and the safety of the officer. 16 officers going on administrative leave all at once, that's a big hit to the police force. They had to have a lot of people work at extra shifts. At least it shifts. was semi-spread out. So he, yeah, he was at the back. There was at the back, and he. I, I was trying to find a post that um, there's a, a lady in the community that's been helping the family that she made earlier today about. Um, actually, I think it was the wife that posted it. He doesn't speak English, basically at all. <laughs> she does though. Um, I she's at festivals and stuff around in the summertime, and um. He's not sleeping. He's... Well, I mean, I don't... I mean, he is... I'm a pretty tough son of a bitch. I don't think I'd be sleeping. That's horrific. Because he was in the shop, so he moves, thankfully, because there were bullet holes right Mm -hmm. by where he was standing. Well, it was bullet holes through the clothes that were hanging out in the front, and... So, yeah, the the shop has bullet... It's just bullet riddled. They obviously can't go back there, so their business is closed, which is their livelihood. Um, Like, it's... There's insurance for that. There is. And there's also counseling that the city has set up. Like the city's already said that they're going to be taken care of. Um, Oshikot Kitchen is her business. So follow that. She is catering. Um, She works with the Spice Kitchen Incubator. Oh, awesome. Um, Yeah. And I mean, she makes the best baklava I think I've ever had. (laughs) But um, that's probably one of the best ways that you can support them. There's also two GoFundMes as well. So yeah, definitely Just good people in the community. Did they set up the GoFundMe's? I'm not sure. I think the one lady who's been helping them and going to like city council meetings for them um, helped with one of them. So you saw that one lady that set up that GoFundMe for that homeless dude and then like absconded with like two hundred thousand dollars. What? Yeah. yeah. So this happened back east. There's some lady had you know. Like she f- was generally moved by some it was homeless her and guy's her story. Yeah, some homeless yeah. guy's story, and was like, "I'm gonna start a GoFundMe so I can get you some shoes and some other stuff." Well, they turn like this GoFundMe just hits it viral, and they they get like two hundred thousand some odd dollars. Right. The thing about GoFundMe is you don't have to be the person in need to set up the GoFundMe, and 
the money goes to whoever set it up and there's no real regulation as to, you know, what that is. Well, so she gave him a little bit of money and was like, here you go. This is what I said I'd give you and kind of kept the rest. So he went after her in court. This, this homeless guy found a lawyer to do it pro bono. Well, now a she, lawyer. And then it found out that all three of them were involved. In it. Yeah. And so now they're, they're under indictment. Like they're so, going to go to jail. So, it, it said that the two GoFundMes were set up by family and friends. So the one is okay. uh, relocating Princess Alterations and Leatherworks, and the other one is Hope for Theramati and Princess Alterations. So yeah, do that or like Jess said, really. I mean, if you can if you can support the business that they do yeah. still have, that's probably most helpful. And again, plus you get delicious food. So immigrants, uh, immigrants running successful businesses, you know, they're all fucking dirty rapists and criminals, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not Mexican, so they must not be rapists. No, it's there's a Muslim band too. I'm sure with that last name, he would have been banned. But I, I, I don't want to politicize this too much. Like these guys, that really sucks. That's horrific. If you can imagine what he's going through, like he's just minding his own business, supposedly in a safe place, and a truck crashes through well, and a hundred bullets fly Imagine being a- anybody being at work, sitting at your desk at work and, and suddenly in happens. a war zone. Yeah, it's horrible. I also question why so many shots had to be fired. I know the guy was a threat. Because he, he was shooting his way down shooting. State Street. He was shooting out the back <laughs> Because of the he thing. started to get out of the car and they don't know what he's coming out with and they can't just trust, they can't just assume that one of the other officers will take a shot. Yeah, it was... It was crazy to watch that video. Was I, haven't seen the, I haven't seen the, the video. I don't know if any of the news sites have it up uh, anymore. I think everybody took it down. It's pretty intense. Like, you don't actually see anyone getting hurt, but you see all the cops. You see, you hear the shots. The gunfire is like a set of black cats just going off. Like, probably 100 plus shots fired. It's insane. Uh, so, um, the Salt Lake Temple is getting a big renovation. They're going to shut it down for three years. I knew about this ahead of time because James's company is doing this. Oh, cool. So they're doing some of the work on it. It is, but James says four years is really ambitious. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you got to do them with the Mormon church. Like they got a lot of money. They do. They do. And they're also, I don't know if they've announced it yet, but they're ripping out a very popular tree that. People always get their picture taken by. Well, sorry to break your hearts. Well, uh, Temple Square will still be open, um, but the temple itself will be closed for renovations. You can still go see space, Jesus. But this is but this is an interesting article because I was thinking about it too. Because I mean, think about the tourism that comes in for for Christmas. What I found interesting was that temple is the biggest tourist attraction in the state. They estimate six million a year come to see it. Now. What this article? Sorry, that was my fault. That's all right. It was Iron Man's fault. <laughs> what What this article says is that they don't think it's going to be a huge deal because people will still come. You'll still be able to see it. You just won't be able to see the inside if you're Mormon. You can't ever see the inside. Um, if you're Mormon, you get to go in the temple. Um, but anyway, um, a lot of pe- people, not a lot of people, come here just to go to the temple. Like that is, there is some draw for that, and I'm sure there's some number for that. But Mormons are notoriously cheap anyway, so they're probably not spending money. Um, but uh, but people who come here, but City Creek is across the yeah. way. They go to the restaurants. 
They usually will go to like um, the roof because that's what you do after you go to Temple Square. Because it's on fire. Well, and I th- <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I don't know if we'll lose tourism during the renovation. I bet it doesn't be a massive because I think a lot of people go to see it. Well, think about all of our guests. We have a lot of guests that are not LDS at all that have said the one thing they would tell people to do is go see Temple Square. Do you feel that only KSL would refer to Temple Square as the Vatican? Um, no, because it is. I mean, think about it. The, the Mecca, the, the, the Vatican, the, this is else? Zion. This is, is Zion. This is, this Zion's is like going, Missouri. going to, yeah, to Mecca. Yeah, but to, but va- the Vatican, it can actually claim an entirely Catholic city. This that is, is not true. Salt Lake city is now like but one there, of the least LDS cities the, in the state. That's the comparison that they made, which is when right. you go to Rome, you go see the Vatican. You might not go to Rome what, to though? see the Vatican. You get to go inside the church. Not in all of other areas. Well, so, obviously, some of them are like living quarters and stuff. But it is true. It is the heart and history. I mean, think about how many of our guests and how many different reasons that people have said their one thing is to go to Temple Square and how many of those people haven't been Mormon that have said that. Yeah. Or, or our former Mormons that are just like, it's just something that you can't not see. It's a big it part of Utah. 40 years to make. Yeah, I mean it's it's a beautiful, beautiful. They only made Disneyland in one year for crying out loud. Uh, I mean, no, they're still making Disneyland. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it changes every year, if that's what you mean. Um, but anyway, that'll be uh, that'll be a big deal. Um, speaking of tourism in Utah, down in Bryce Canyon, um, so uh, federal government has decided to lease some uh, land right near Bryce Canyon to some fucking coal miners. What? But they said that wouldn't happen. Oh, yeah. You know, Department of T- Interior leased it. Uh, it's now in the middle of a lawsuit um, because they want to open up and uh, basically start strip mining the shit out of some area near Bryce Canyon. Now, the argument that got it into court uh, is that when the federal government leased it, they didn't consider the environmental impact of burning the coal that that area will produce. <laughs> And the toxins that it will put into the air because that, well, that's, that is, if you look at environmental stuff now, that's how they go after these mineral companies. Cause the mineral companies traditionally are like, I'm just mining coal. I'm selling coal. I'm not, there's no environmental impact. Like I'll replace the dirt back on the land. It'll be fine. Some wildlife will get displaced. Not a big deal. I'll try and, you know, I'm not doing, if I'm just mining coal, maybe I'm not doing a I'll lot plant chemically. some new trees. You know, or or they're doing chemical stuff like Kennecott. We'll just build daybreak on top of our old tailings ponds. I'll take care of it. And in a hundred years, kids will have cancer nonstop, but we'll be done, so it'll be fine. Um, but anyway, so now what they're doing is is looking at those future impacts and saying, and they do this with everything. So they they did this with I don't know if you remember us talking about the nuclear waste disposal bill, but that's how we have been looking at nuclear waste until now because our legislature is a uh, uh, big fuckwad of idiocy. Because um, they're all going to be dead in 30 years, so they don't give a shit if the fucking barrels of nuclear years, waste. That's, that's Yeah. They don't care if the barrels of nuclear waste leak and ruin the fucking state of Utah. Um, but that's basically the argument is this, the federal government did not consider that. So this is going to be in the courts for a while, um, hopefully for long enough that it never actually comes Somebody to fruition. Somebody forgets about it. Well, I don't think anyone will forget about it, but maybe a new administration. But I think other, or other energies will finally take a good enough hold that... Well, a new a new administration can take over and rescind the lease from the Department of the Interior and say, you know, what, we're right. Um, we're not going to fight this case. We're going to allow them to win, basically, the environmentalists to win. Like, that's kind of how that stuff works. So uh, a couple stories about autism. You want to talk about autism, Jess? We do, because it's still April for a week and a half. 
which is autism is it autism awareness. <laughs> what color is that? Blue. So do you have blue. blue ribbons? Do I? No. Is, is it, it like a specific blue, like baby blue or? Uh, is it a state fair like, blue ribbon color blue? Is it no. like our Utah blue? No. Like no. behind you, Utah. There's a bunch Utah of sh- there's a bunch of shades of you of like a blue there. I yeah. like that blue. That's a tolerable blue. Yes. So the I think it's the second of April is is lighted up. So that's when everybody puts out their blue lights and and whatnot. So there are a lot of things that are going around uh, the state of Utah. And UVU for one has done incredible things for the autism community. Oh, yeah, um, that, I think it's one in one in sixty six now or something like that. It's pretty. Geez, you'd think with all the anti vaxxers and the measles outbreaks, that number would go down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so I think it was last year they opened a um a facility and they had a really really big celebration. Well, this year, um, they have done the same thing again. This celebration they had about fifteen hundred people that uh, attended. Outside the is the UCCU Center what used to be? What's the not the the Marriott? What's the, the McKay Events McKay Center? McKay Events, yeah. The McKay Events Center, yeah. That's the first place that I ever saw New Kids on the Block. I well, just want to tell you, that. I saw Vanilla Ice <laughs> and MC Hammer. There. I saw New Kids on the Block at, at, at there too. <laughs> yeah, that was where I first uh, fucked uh, up my uh, voice. Uh, oh, Dang anyways, so uh, um. Uh, uh, Oh, it just gave. No, it came with. A, uh, who was that solo artist that they came with? Uh, uh, Tommy. Yes. Uh, uh, I got you. I was at that. I was at that concert uh, uh, tonight. Uh, uh, it was my first show. The right stuff. I so I was such a particular girl. Like I liked my room to be a certain way, but I still wanted to put posters up, like all my friends did. So I put them in my walk-in closet. <laughs> nice. Where no one could see them ever. No, oh, because sorry. I didn't want them to clutter my room. Oh man. All right, so this month, um, UVU hosted the annual autism com- conference. Um, they also did a couple of global, uh, symposiums. And then they had the Saturday, the event that was, was it last Saturday that they did this? Yeah, well, they had 1,500 people yeah. who came. And they, I'm, so they, it's not a really like excitable event. It's, there's a lot of like, calming and and um well, they did a baseball game an autism friendly baseball game yes and like it's it's everything they did was centered around people on the spectrum and and that's were, been two years since that wow that's been two years since we talked about that yeah jeez so it's really cool they did it again it's getting bigger and bigger every year and it's just an amazing place for people on the spectrum to to have a safe place to get together to have a fun experience i find it interesting that they say that baseball is naturally a sensory friendly sport because i would think that the cracking of the bat would be an issue but that's that's so rare that's the only thing and yeah it's pretty rare i don't know also i don't think it's like the cracking of the bat's not super loud yeah, I guess not compared to like if you were to go to like a jazz game I, where it's so loud. I will say like the sensory issue of of baseball is only good if the baseball team doesn't have a lot of fans because you get a bunch of people they're all having their own conversations like that overloads me and I'm not on the spectrum sometimes so. How do you know? I don't. I probably have ADD <laughs> though. So the next the next cool thing is um, a groundbreaking was held for an adult autism center in Murray. Uh, it's basically going. It sounds like it's going to be almost like a a home, but 
not. So it'll provide services for 70 to 100 people. It's going to be across the street from Wheeler Farm. And it's supposed to be for individuals who are 18 and older who need high level of support. So like 24-7 supervision. But is it kind of like an assisted living? That's what, it, that's what it sounds like. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, great. This is going to be they still do it. They're going to be providing vocational skills, like an internship op- opportunities for those that can be in that position. Like my brother could do that. Um, and when I see stuff like this, like I hope that my parents would be proactive, <laughs> get my brother to a place like this, but uh, they're homebody. So probably not anyway. So they're just going to give them a bunch of different training and educational experiences. And I wonder if they'll, it looks like that they'll be teaming with Wheeler Farm for like agriculture and, and culinary and, and some of the it's different. Be right across the street. Yeah. So that's, that's really cool, um, use of that property. So that won't open until 2020 though. That's not very far away. I was just going to say it's not year. that far away. It's just a year away. It's not even a year away because we're almost to May. Well, the construction starts in July, right? Yes. Yeah, but I wonder where it's going to be. Right across the street there. Well, I know, but there are buildings there. No, no, no. So um, 6230 would be on the other side of the street. So I think it's by the Red, more like the Red Cross. Across the the street from the Red Cross. So that lot. lot. It's not across the street, the front ways. It's across the street, the sideways. That is empty. Yes. The northeast corner, southeast corner. Right when you're going to go on 215. Yes. Yes. Got you. So um, the future's here, guys. The future is the now. future is here. It's every so time cute. you start talking, so yeah, well, that's true because I talk in the future sense. Um, however, UTA—that's not what I meant. Can you please do that from now on. UTA is uh, is going to start running driverless shuttles in several places. I'm around terrified the state. of that. So they're small. They're not humongous buses. They're they're meant to be bridges essentially. Um, but out in Farmington, so Farmington Station Park. Um, I like how you're saying Farmington. Farmington. <laughs> I was not emphasizing it that much because you clipped and I didn't. My voice is just louder than yours. <laughs> so they actually tested these and Spencer J. Cox walked in front of one of them on a uh, video. Uh-huh. I saw that. Yeah, they're supposed to They're yeah, supposed to awesome. stop Dog. automatically for people and obstacles. So they're actually going to do them. So it's funny because they, they, they mentioned Farmington um, quite a bit. But <laughs> I go up there these. a lot. I'm totally going to go check this out. I feel like people are just going to jump in front of them just to see if they stop. So it's Good. also going to service the Canyons Resort up in uh, Park City. There'll be one at the University of Utah, uh, and then a Salt Lake Ugh, Business at Park the Expo Center. That's at good. the Mountain America Expo Center down in Sandy. So, like to the parking lot, and we'll back. be able to jump in front. Hey, of maybe one this bed. is going to be the answer for what we talked about a couple of weeks with all the of the traffic resorts. that goes up to the ski resorts. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Like, if you have some self-driving automated shuttles like that, they're little. I mean, they already have buses that run up there. Um, at some point, they they just have to say. You can't drive up here. Like, we have a limit to the number of cars we let up this canyon. They have to do that at Zion Park, at Zion National Park. Yeah, during the season. They, they, they shut it down. They you don't, can't go, you beyond, can't go yeah. beyond a certain point. Only the buses can go up there, and that's what it'll end up having to be for the ski resorts at some point. So, Which, by the way, um, I think it was Snowbird that posted today that they had their like third highest um, snow count. For this late in the season? 
yeah, ever. Well, I remember... It was like a, 429 inches or something like that. I wow. remember a few years ago, um, this was, maybe it was like 10 plus years ago, there was a year where they were still skiing close to the 4th of July. Oh, yeah. And it was rocky. Yeah, they were talking about that on the news But this there was there was a season where they were almost, uh, they were still skiing almost to the 4th of July, which is pretty impressive. However, here's the problem. We don't have a lot of rain forecast for the next couple of weeks. We have temperatures in the valley around 60s and 70s. Avalanches. N- not just avalanches. That's quick runoff. So the Ogden River overflowing. Mudslides. That's uh, the, the flooding is a real possibility. In the 80s, we had snowpack like this. Flooded State Street. The flood of 83. Yeah. What? I have a shirt somewhere that says I survived the flood of 83 and there's a guy supporting. Is it a baby tee? I was too little. It, no, it's, it was just a, <laughs> it's a little girl one. What? My what? dad made the t-shirts and it's a guy surfing a wave on State Street under the Eagle Arch when the Eagle Arch was still on State Street. Do you, do you, you had something real quick you were going to share, Jess, do you not? No, I was just going to say I was only three. I don't even remember. Yeah. Now Brigham Young's right there on State Street with his back to this temple and his hand to the bank. <laughs> well, that makes sense. For real. <laughs> uh, I can't remember who posted that. I don't. It wasn't Snowbird, but anyway, um, yeah. So I, I'm really concerned about floods. Again, we said this a week or two ago. Well, think about the last couple of years we've had them, and there hasn't been this much. So yeah, be really careful as you start to hike up in some of those areas. As the, yeah, just be careful as the uh, trails start to open. Be very careful. Don't be I, stupid. <laughs> I actually well, was yes. working on one of I was working on one of our one things and if you remember Kara Jean Means said go participate in a flash flood that's a lie. She said go jump in a creek with all of your clothes on and which by the way <laughs> Don't do I, that right now No and I put that at the bottom I was like warning don't do it in well, spring even, runoff. even like little cottonwood and big cottonwood that have the 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 water that runs down and that's going to be awfully high. Oh no and, that's what I'm saying like it's going to be incredibly dangerous. Here's another tip don't let your fucking dogs go in there without a leash on them. And, and I wouldn't even and if with they a do, leash. You're going to hate me for saying this, but all, all of the pet people, animal control are saying, do not go after them. No, you really die. shouldn't go after your kid no. either, because more than likely you'll just drown too. Yeah, it's it's a serious It's thing. better for you to try and, and reach somebody and call out for help and track them on the I shore. I know you think that your dog's a strong swimmer. I promise you, your dog's not a strong enough swimmer to make it through some of these fucking streams as they're coming down the mountain. And they don't look like it, but the undertow, because the rocks and the... Uh-huh. the they're, they're, and, and water is such a powerful and deceptive... Look at the Grand force. Canyon for hell's sakes, people. So, please, please, please be careful, and don't just let your fucking dogs get in these I'm not going waters. hiking anytime soon, don't worry. I want to, but I think it's still probably a little cold up high, so... I think we're going to start doing some of the trails in the valley. Uh, that, that you guys are, should use all trails. I do. We do. Oh, good. I love that app. It's fantastic. Uh, so we'll talk about one more story. Um, so cool news. Uh, and we talked about this. So we actually talked about this when they first said they were applying, I think. Um, Utah has another uh, international dark sky spot. Um, so dinosaur monument, dinosaur national monument. It is very dark out there. Yeah. So officially, and that's up by like Vernal, right? Yes. So we now have. It's in Jensen to be exact. 10, 10 international dark sky parks uh, in the state of Utah. So, um, Antelope Island, which we talked about, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Canyonlands, Capitol Reef, 
uh, Cedar Breaks National Monument, Dead Horse Point, Goblin Valley, Hovenweep, uh, Natural Bridges National Monument, North Fork Park, uh, and Steinecker State Park. This was just announced on Monday, by the way, which I think was super awesome. And so if you don't remember when we talked about this, what, what that means is there is so little ambient light around these areas that they're some of the darkest places in the world, and you can actually see stars. It's like going to North Korea and stargazing. So, wow. Star, <laughs> Star Valley's one. Star Valley, Wyoming. So, yeah. But that's not in Utah. No, you're right. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's Star Valley, Wyoming. So, but my grandfather grew up there, so that's cool. Um, There's nothing We have there, friends that have property there. There's nothing there but sheep and ranchers. So this is something um, that I don't think we've talked about. There are actually different categories. There's a sanctuary, a reserve, a park, a and a community, and then the urban night sky places. So this one will fall under the dark sky parks. So that's Because cool. it's a big park. Yeah. So, dark sky sanctuaries are the most remote and darkest places in the world. It sounds like the ocean. Um, and there are only nine of those in the world and four are in the U.S. The reserves have a dark core wait, surrounded. Wait, wait. How many are, how many are we have out of those? None because they're dark size. We have parks. I'm getting there. Oh, there's I thought that's levels. what you, I thought you started. No, no. So, Sorry. the sanctuaries, there's oh, nine the in the world okay. and four in the U.S. We might have one. I'm not sure. Uh, the reserves have a dark core surrounded by populated areas um, that have policies to protect that dark core. Um, the parks are public or private areas that have good outdoor lighting and provide uh, dark sky pro programming for, for visitors. And then like I live in a dark sky community, Eagle Mountain is one, um, that is a city or town that has adopted outdoor lighting ordinances um, and educates residents about dark skies. So, oh, it says... Tori is, but I know that Eagle Mountain has taken some of the same steps. So let me, I'm going to pass you guys a picture now that Jess is in the middle of talking. So this is, I, I this is a picture, uh, a guy I know Whoa. David Lund takes. So he goes out to like Zion and stuff like That's that. That's cool. Um, and Capitol Reef and takes these pictures at night. This is why, and, and I'll send yeah. this to, I'll send this to Jess so she can put it up on the, the blog. Um, but this is, this is why the dark sky parks are such a big deal. You will never, ever see this in Salt Lake County. No. It just doesn't exist. You probably won't see it in many parts of even Utah County. Uh, there's only... Um, there have been sky night places um, and dark sky friendly developments of distinction uh, provide recognition for communities that promote. So that would probably be where Eagle Mountain Falls. And so in order to get these designations, you there is an application process, which I think we talked about. Uh, before and then the community has to be showing robust support. <laughs> that's what this says. Robust. Does that mean they turn off their lights? Robust. Yeah, basically. That's a big part of it is not running late at night, having mm -hmm. street lights. So like our or... lights, yeah, our lights face down when they built the grocery store next to my house. I went and talked to the mayor because that was a really big concern of mine was the lighting because um, it's it's pretty dark out there and I love it and she was like nope like we're in on this like we want to make sure that we're we're staying at Arc City so yeah like here's another one you took oh that's cool. beautiful Holy cow. I love pictures yeah. of the stars so David David Lund um, at D Lund photo D L U N D photo uh, he he's 
take some of the most amazing pictures, especially of Utah. So, like, beautiful waterfalls and stuff, um, you know, starry nights in dark places. The guy's amazing. I think it's kind of funny that the Dinosaur National Park Museum picture is like this hugely lit building. <laughs> but it's really, I mean, it looks I mean, I, lit, but in, in I know, person, but it's not. No, I know. And it's like, it's got the awnings and stuff to keep the light from shining up. But it just, it looks kind of funny when you're looking at it and you're talking about that. And it's like this looks, what is it? One, two, three, four story building that's like completely lit. Well, on it's also like. The only building. It <laughs> is, and it's actually not there. even that big. <laughs> yeah, there's really nothing else out there, which is the stuff that's just true. It looks like it looks like when there was dinosaurs there. Yeah. So, um, dark. Well, just I don't to, know about that. There probably wasn't architectural buildings like that when dinosaurs roamed. No, if you st- if you stand like just on the outside of the building and you look out into the valley, probably a bit more lush too with vegetation. Nope. They said that was a desert during dinosaur times. Pretty much still a desert. <laughs> Um, so your international dark sky sanctuaries, South Africa, New Zealand, one in US, no, two in US, three in US, Chile, um, I don't know what BOT is, another one in US and New Zealand. So two in New Zealand, the Great Barrier, Great Barrier Island, Stewart Island, Rainbow Bridge is one of them. I thought that was where all dogs went when they died. That's, the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, they no, that's the in rainbow. Thor. They crossed the Rainbow that's Bridge. Thor. That's, that's the, the Bifrost. Yeah, it's a rainbow. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> what are the other ones in, in the U.S.? So Rainbow Bridge. Uh, Cosmic Camp, Cosmic Campground, and Massacre Rim. Massacre Rim. Hey, honey, let's go vacation at Massacre Rim. I'm Googling that right now. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I um, It is in Nevada. So that's close. It is, is it, close. Is it the West Desert? Um, hold, please. Let's go. Look. Uh, speaking of the West Desert, uh, in a roundabout kind of way, Cold Podcast was number one again on iTunes, yeah, and they, they just won two like massive awards, which I'm pretty sure will be the first of many. Um, the is Rainbow it? Bridge is in Page, Arizona. Okay. Um, so kind of close. I assume Massacre Rim is by Massacre Lake. Which is in the West Desert, so yes, uh, north, way north, like in the northwest corner of in Washoe Nevada, County, where like fucking nothing exists. By Andy's place, and hmm. Sheldon National Antelope Refuge, refuge, refugee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Cosmic yeah. Camp, Cosmic Campground is in New Mexico. So yeah, all uh, all relatively close, all within driving distance. Um, New Mexico, maybe a little bit further. Maybe Susan Powell is there. Um, yeah, who knows? Susan Powell ain't ever gonna be found. I don't know if you know this. But there were a lot of power tools in Josh Powell's possession. My guess is she's not in one piece. Um, who knows? Maybe her head was in the house that exploded. Wait, what? <laughs> maybe maybe her skull was filled with gasoline and lit on fire to blow up the house. No, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> no. was like that was like two years later. That would be disgusting. That's crossing a line. No, like he could have boiled it and then bleached it and No. I'm just saying carried it around for two years? He's kinda I weird. I mean I know people he was do creepy. That. Like he was creepy. There were other things going so, on. So so I talked to to um 
Cheryl Worsley, who is Dave's boss. Um, hopefully she'll, she really wants, she wants to come on the show. So, um, she was super fun at the panel. She, I, we were talking about, I lost my train of thought. Crap. We were talking uh, about, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I can't remember what. Oh, I, oh, we were talking about the panel and I said, I'm actually really glad that because John Smith, who is a local radio DJ, said to me before the panel, he said, I don't know how I'm going to make this lighthearted. <laughs> and I didn't even think of it. And I think he did a good job. No, he did a fantastic. And afterwards, I was going to be like, oh, if you felt like you didn't make it lighthearted, all you should have done was talk about Stephen Powell's songs. I'm really glad that that clip did not work. Those songs <laughs> I'm are not, so because up. I wanted to hear it, but it does get stuck in your head. You can just listen to the podcast. They are really <laughs> fucking messed up. They are. I did. And he, I didn't. He had it. And oh, I mean, like you can go back and listen to it. Um, I didn't even realize that he's a different last name. Apparently, I missed that. If they said that in the podcast, <laughs> they, well, they they definitely said it in the the panel. Yeah. No, that's that's oh, what you, I'm saying. You I were didn't in know. the panel. Yes, I, I was. We were at the very front. I was also on the side by us. No, I was in the middle. Did we just, we just, we were just over on the right side. So we were sitting by the projector on the right right side. side. Gotcha. On the side that John Smith was on. Yeah. Yeah. He did a really good job. I thought so. I think that might be one. I told him, I was like, I think that might be one of your best panels. I walked around with him trying to find toys and it was amazing. We found a love boat action figure for $12. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty much, it was pretty much amazing. Captain Stewie. No, it was. Gopher. 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 And he had a hat too. Sweet. It was amazing. Well, I think that's going to do it. We're not going to do anything else, I don't think, tonight. I think we're good. You don't need to be fancy. No, we're not fancy. Next week, though, uh, we're finally going to talk about the killer that we all uh, <laughs> decided to, to research like two months ago. Um, uh, is it Gary Gary Gilmore? Yes. I don't know. There's I still like, have my email, but it's like the very first one in my box because I've deleted all. If of there's one words. thing I've learned about serial killers, don't name your kids Gary. There's a there's lot, a lot of them. No first or, or middle names of Gary. There are a lot of Garys in the serial killer world. If I meet someone in real life named Gary, my uncle's I'm, name is Gary. I'm immediately going to be concerned just, that they are a serial killer or have serial killer. The one tendencies. whose house we went to. No. No, that's Lou. Oh, okay. Lou. But it's your aunt, and Lou is just that's, her husband, right? Right. Well, but her husband is still Jessica's uncle. It's her brother. Gary is a serial killer. <laughs> that's good. That's, <laughs> don't use that now. Use that next week. No, I'm just going to write that in my notes. I'm not going to use that as a t- I don't know what the fuck I'm going to call this. We weren't that funny tonight, so. <laughs> we made ourselves laugh. I guess. I don't okay, know. so that was, I just have to say, because you weren't at the panel, so John Cleese is what in his seventies at least. That was probably my most favorite thing about him is that he made himself crack up. Like it was so funny. He has the driest humor too. He was hilarious. His English. No, because people who have dry humor don't laugh. No, he was cracking himself up. Yeah, like red face crack up. All they laugh. It was no. amazing. They they deliver their lines in a very dry way. That's why it's called dry. Whatever. Don't whatever me. 
So uh, yeah. if you want to follow us on Twitter or uh, Instagram, it's at TNU Podcast. Uh, you can see us on Facebook at the New Utah Podcast. Uh, and, if you uh, want to come on the show, be patient because we are booked until yeah, June. We're fucking booked like two and a half, three months I'm out. I'm so excited at some of the You sent that calendar and I was like, holy fuck, and we're booked like, far. Good job, Jess. I was. I'm so excited for some of those guests. I'm sure there will be movement. There There's a particular is. one that I'm That's super, okay. super stoked for. But we're fluid. She's excited to reschedule. We're fluid. It happens. Um, people have things to do. And uh, that's, that's just the way it works. People uh, run into your fence. Yeah, fucking assholes <laughs> run into your fence. Uh, but if you like what you hear, please share it. Uh, that helps us a lot. Um, we don't have a Patreon yet. Um, I'm debating whether or not I want to set one up. Uh, since I put my email address into Patreon, by the way, fuck, they do not stop with the emails. You it already started? insane. Well, I, I, I uh, put my email address in and kind of set up my account. Like, I didn't set up any Patreon page. Because I was like, I'm curious, like, I want to see what the stuff looks like on the other side, what kind of tools they have, and they do not stop with the emails. I get emails all the fucking Can't time from them now. There's a button for that. Yeah, I'm not going to, though. I don't. If I don't unsubscribe from Target, I'm not going to unsubscribe from them, and I don't fucking ever read the Target emails. At least I look at theirs. It's like, uh, you, need, you should get the Daily Herald, because then they send you Reams ads. Ooh, we could get our Wranglers and our grapes. I don't even use kindling for fires, so I don't know. Yeah, what but I would you do need paper because you didn't put any newspaper under your garden no, soil. Just, now there's weeds. What do you mean? Just I mean electronically, not actually getting oh. it on your doorstep. Who uh, does that? I don't know. That's what I was questioning. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, please share this uh, train wreck uh, that you're listening to, <laughs> and. Um, let us know if you you have things that you uh, you want to talk to us about or want us to share. Um, we're really good at that. I say we. It's mostly Jess, um, if I'm being honest. Hopefully, I'll be able to get back to that now that work is maybe going to calm down sometime in the next three months. Um. So, in fall, you'll start up? <laughs> maybe. Perfect. Um, hopefully, before that. Uh, it's actually finally starting to calm down. I've moved with four times in the last two months my desk uh around the office is we're changing things up uh so you're not in the watchtower anymore no i'm off the guard oh, tower Oh man i'm down with the plebs in the the main floor sounds our, like a disease our office is really not well laid out for offices um which i'm fine with i actually don't really care about an office so much um you could share an office with an old man that smells like a casino yeah, see, that's uh, I'm not. It's not my thing. So uh, I sit next to uh, a nice lady right now. Um, sort of sit next to her uh, in a little bit more private area. I don't know. It's, it's a cubicle farm. All right. So uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter uh, or Facebook or the website theneutah.com. Jess works really hard to make that website uh, current. Um, she just got to look like I haven't fucking touched it in a month on her face. I know she has though. Um, the one things are slowly coming. They're coming. Built. It's all right. There's I lots of stuff behind. to do. Look, let me be honest with you. If you can't find something to do as the in the website as it stands now, I don't know where the fuck to tell you to go because there is so much to do in Utah, uh, and we have, I have links to everything. I got maps, pictures. I'm still amazed. You can go search for Susan Powell's body. That's something you can do in the state of Utah. <laughs> yeah. Unless she's in Idaho. 
which she no, probably you was. can still search in. But you can in, search in Utah. Yeah, you can still search for her body. I yeah. feel like there are better things to do in the West Desert, like geocaching and things like that. Well, maybe while you're geocaching, you just keep and an I only eye out say that I don't see that in a mean way because I don't think she's out there. <laughs> no, she's not. She's long gone. Her body's been burned up. Probably thrown in a vat of acid of some sort. No, he probably he used that, that torch smart. thing. He probably used that torch thing that he built. He sure thought he was smart. Man, can we? Are we going to really end talking about a dead lady? <laughs> I think we can. Maybe you could give the like the the domestic abuse hotline number since that's what they do at the end of the cold podcast. I don't know it off the top of my head, but I will give you this advice. Don't name your kid Gary. <laughs> <laughs>